You see, when Jesus spoke, he wanted people to understand what he said. And God uses his word and his ministers to help all, listen to this, that want to understand, understand. You say, Pastor, everybody wants to understand. No, they don't. Because when we start to understand, now we become responsible. Welcome to the Destined to Win podcast with pastor and teacher Tim Masters. Pastor Tim is the senior pastor of Victorious Life Christian Center in Flagstaff, Arizona. I'm Joe Harding, inviting you to join us for worship services Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. at the Flagstaff Middle School Complex. For more information on the ministries of Victorious Life Christian Centers or to make a donation, visit us online at vlccaz.org. That's vlccaz.org. Now with today's message, here's Pastor Tim Masters. Everything the Bible records is as much in effect today as it ever has been. Let me say that again. Everything that the Bible records is as much in effect today as it ever has been. When I read God's Word, Especially Jesus' words, the, you know, the, in your Bible, majority of the time, they're, they're written in red. When I read the promises, when I read the gifts, when I read the things that God wants to do, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm awe-inspired, if you will. Because I realize that they're inspiring, but they're also life-changing. That if I take God's word and apply it to my life, it will transform me. Yet... It seems that God's people still struggle more than they should. Now, I understand it's because we live in a sin-filled world. But more than that, because Jesus said in this world, you're going to have trouble in John 16. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So he never said that we're not going to have difficulties, but I think some of the difficulties based on word, the word of God, is not the world's fault, not sin's fault, not the devil's fault. Look at somebody and say, it's my fault. We hear God's word, but we do not understand God's word. Therefore, we do not obey God's word. And because of this, we miss out on God's best. So what I felt in, in September of this year, as, as on vacation, I felt God drop this in my heart. And I was going to do this series the moment I got back, but then, then God said, no, I want you to talk about dreams. I want you to talk about these other things. And I said, okay, God, I'll just do that and put this off. And then he said, this is the time that I want you to do this. I want you to do it right after Thanksgiving. I want you people to understand the harvest. That's what Thanksgiving's all about, folks. It's all about the harvest. And he said, I want them to understand and begin in 2016 
to do things his way. Because God wants his people blessed in a host of different ways, but it only happens when we do things God's way. Let me take you straight into scripture. I've got a lot to cover, so I'm going to just I'm going to go through this relatively quickly, but you have your notes. Get the podcast, listen to it because I'm going to break down a passage of scripture that pretty much everybody is familiar with, but majority of the people do not understand. And so I'm going to try to bring some understanding. Look at the 103rd Psalm. The Bible says that the Lord revealed his ways. It's in your notes. Circle that word way. He revealed his ways to Moses and his acts to the children of Israel. Two different things. He showed Moses why he does what he does. And he showed Israel what they can accomplish if they'll do it. Are you with me? He showed Moses his ways. And he showed the children of Israel the acts that are the response to his ways. When Jesus spoke to the people, Jesus never went into great mysteries, though the word of God talks about, you know, you speak in a mystery, but it wasn't a mystery to those who wanted to understand. It was only a mystery to those who would not understand. You see, when Jesus spoke, he wanted people to understand what he said. And God uses his word and his ministers to help all, listen to this, that want to understand, understand. You say, pastor, everybody wants to understand. No, they don't. Because when we start to understand, now we become responsible. And we don't want to be responsible. That's why we don't want to understand completely. We want to do what we understand only as far as we want to understand. And God said, that's fine. I just can't do what I said I would do because you tie my hands. See, God is obligated to his word. He said in, in Isaiah 55, it's my word that goes forth and accomplishes that which pleases me, and it will not come back void. Are you with me? So I'm going to take you into this message. It's called the parable of the sower, but it should actually be called the parable of the seed. And I'll tell you why. Mark chapter 4. I only put a part of it in your notes. I can only put so much on four pages. So part of it's right there. But you got 20 verses that I'm going to talk about today. I think in your notes I got down to verse 10. Jesus began to teach, and he said to them in his teaching, listen. Now look at me. Every time the Lord says, listen, he's about to reveal something. He's about to give an understanding to those who want to understand. And he'll repeat it again here in just a second. He goes out and says, a sower went out to sow. Is it about the sower or is it about the sowing? What did the sower go out to do? So he's about to talk about sowing. Not the sower. He's about to talk about sowing. And it happened as he sowed. See, he drives that piece home. He said, listen. I'm going to give you a revelation that will change your life. He sowed, and then he goes on and gives this whole great 
uh, analogy. He said, some seed fell by the wayside, the birds of the air came and devoured it. Some fell by stony ground where it did not have much earth and immediately it sprang up. It did grow, but it sprung up and, uh, 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 but they came and de- uh, uh, much earth and immediately it sprang up because there was no depth, no root to it. And when the sun came, it was scorched and because it had no root, it withered away. Some fell among thorns. And the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded nothing. Other seed fell on good ground. Other seed fell on good ground. You know what that means? Ground that was receptive to produce. Oh, some of you, I can already see light bulbs going off. It fell on good ground. And yielded a crop that sprung up and increased and produced. And listen to this. Some 30-fold, some 60-fold, some 100-fold. I'm going to explain what that means here in just a minute. Okay? And he said to them, remember at the beginning, he said, listen. He's about to say it again. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Twice in this passage, he says, listen. Pay attention to what I'm talking about. Okay, are you with me so far? Yes. I got one yes out of that bunch. How many are with me so far? Amen. Okay, good. Let's go on here. I know you, last week, Pastor Philemon, I mean, he was dancing. He was getting down. How many enjoyed Pastor Philemon life? Whew. Don't hurt oh, don't hurt myself. <laughs> I told Pastor Philemon afterwards, I said, how am I going to follow that? He said, you can't. He's just a little more pliable than I am. That's what 10 years does to you. You didn't have to agree, Rick. You didn't have to. Okay. He that has ears to hear, let him hear. And when he was alone, listen to this, those around him with the 12 asked him, will you explain this thing to us? And look what Jesus said. To you it has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. Right next to that, put God's ways. He said, everybody that wants to know what the disciples wanted to know. God said, I want to show you my ways. Okay, let's go on. But to those who are outside, all things come in parables. That seeing they may see, put next to that, God's acts. They see what God's done. They just don't know why or how he did it. Why? Because they don't perceive. Not because they can't. Remember that passage? Listen. He who has ears to hear. How many here have ears? How many can hear? With hearing aids or otherwise. But how many, when you hear, you don't always listen? You wives miss a great place to shout amen about your husbands. Yes. That's my wife all the time. You're hearing me, aren't you? You just ain't listening. What'd you say, honey? You men missed a great place to say amen there, but it will, it will go on here. He said, I want to show you my ways. The mystery of the kingdom. It's not really a mystery if you want to know it. 
But most of the world is content to see God's acts. That's why even the secular world blames uh, catastrophes on the act of God. You ever notice that? The world sees the acts. They see stuff. Now, I'm not saying that God did these things, but they sure blame God for it. But when they see the majesty of the Grand Canyon, the majesty of, of, of the peaks, and the majesty of this and that, they sure won't give God the glory for that. They do not perceive, and hearing they do not understand. And he said that part of this is on purpose that they would turn and their sins be forgiven. God says, I want to give them the opportunity to repent. Because according to Matthew or Hebrews 10, that if they listen and they do understand, they do perceive, and they choose to reject it completely, God says there comes a time where he will reject them. Not a place we ever want to be. Then he began to talk to them. And he said, don't you understand the parable? He said, if you don't understand this parable, you can't understand any of them. See, what Jesus was challenging them, listen to what I'm saying. Open your ears that you can perceive. He's talking about understanding. Okay? And then he goes out and he begins to talk to them and says, the sower sows the word. Remember I told you it wasn't about sowing? It was about what was sowed. Okay, what did the sower sow? Seed. What does God say the seed is? His word. You see, this is why, understand something. You can read your Bible. You can pray. You can do all this stuff. But this is why it is so critical to come to church. Because you can't be sowed into just by reading. The Bible says there's a sower that has to come. Amen. The Bible says in the book of, Ma book of Hebrews, faith comes by hearing and hearing by... The Word of God. It doesn't say faith comes by reading. It doesn't say faith comes by studying. It doesn't say faith comes by... It says faith comes how? Hearing. We need to have sowing into our lives. Am I making any sense today? Okay, what sowing does is sowing challenges our motives. It challenges our intents. It challenges our desires. It challenges the ways of our lives that ultimately end in the acts of our lives. It challenges the soil of our lives where our hearts are based that we can produce either for ourselves or for God. And we find this uh, expounded upon in, in 1 Corinthians 3. You can write that down and study that later. Okay? And then Jesus expounds. These are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. Say that with me. The word is sown. This is Mark chapter 4. We're now getting into verse 11 and on down. The word is sown. When they hear, this is the ones on the wayside. He's breaking it down. Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. Now, I want you to understand something. Look in your notes there. I'm reading out of the New King James Version. It says something similar in your, in your Bible. These likewise... In other words, the ones on the wayside and the ones on the uh, stony ground are the same. 
They're very similar. What's he talking about? Listen to me. In every farm, when you're sowing, the, the farmer doesn't haphazardly go throw seeds around. But when he spreads seed, guess what? It falls on a walking path or a run path that cannot be penetrated. He has no, no option in that. And also, guess what's already in the soil? Rocks, stones. The stones and the wayside are pretty much the same soil, just different locations. These likewise, it goes on, are the ones sown on stony ground. When they hear the word, they're very happy. They receive it with gladness. But because they have no root in themselves, when it sprouts up, it endures for a while, but then it goes away. Afterward, listen to this, he doesn't blame it on the devil. He doesn't blame it on, on uh, the birds. He doesn't blame it on the environment. Look at what he says here. He says, afterward, when tribulation and persecution arises because of the word, they stumble. Are you getting this? The stony ground, the wayside, that's just natural life. Where we are struggling with our relationship with God and our relationship with the world. The Bible says we're in the world, but not of the world. Amen. What God is telling us in this passage is we, if we want to have the harvest that he wants, if we want to have the life that he wants, we got to decide whether we're in the path of him, the way, the truth, the life, or the stony ground and the wayside. What are we going to do? Because persecution is coming. Tribulation is coming. All these things. Okay? Then he goes on to the third. This is different from the first two. He said, now these are the ones sowed among thorns. Thorns. Okay, look at me. He's talking about your life and mine. All of us have rough edges in our life. Amen. Don't look at me like that. I know some of you think, ah, oh, not me. All of us have thorns in our life. You ever get around somebody and they just didn't like something about you? Your thorns are showing. You, you have thorns? I think so. You got thorns. Okay, just kidding. Said these are the kind that are on the thorns. God's planted that seed, but there's some areas that those thorns are trying to choke out. Let me change the word thorn with weeds. How many ever planted a garden? And let me ask you, how many of you planted weed seeds in your garden? You planted weed seeds, didn't you? Where did those stinking weeds come from? They were already there in your life. They were already in the soil. You and I have been raised up in an ugly world, a world filled with sin a world filled with problems, a world filled with ungodliness. And guess what it is? It's alive and well in your life and mine. I'm not pointing at you, my life too. These are the ones that fall among thorns. The, they hear the word, listen to this, but the cares of the world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the desire for other things enters in and chokes out the word. 
and they become unfruitful. It doesn't say they're not saved. It doesn't say they're not trying to live for God. It just says other things have choked out what God wants to do. Let's go to the last one real quick. My goodness. Would you all be okay if I don't finish this today and finish it next week? You guys be okay with that? That means everybody today has to be back if you're going to hear it. Okay, I'll go as far as I go, but I got to get you out so you can go have turkey. But these are the ones sown on the good ground. Those who hear the word, accept the word, and bear fruit because of the word. They hear the word. They accept. Pastor, what's it mean to accept the word? Carolina is here this morning. I met her last uh, week on the telephone. I said, when you come to church today, introduce yourself to me. Don't worry. If, you, if I know your name, you're part of the sermon. And I know just about everybody's name. Don't I, Justin? Yeah. What's it mean to accept? It means that I'm not sitting there thinking the word I just heard, oh man, that's for Justin, it's not for me. That's for Lynn, that's not for me. That's for Steve, that's not for me. No, I accept that it's for me too. Amen. This word's to change my life. A lot of people here, remember Jesus' things? First thing he said, listen. Second thing is if you have ears to hear, you want to hear that you can understand those that have ears to hear, let them hear. Pay attention. That's what he's saying. Okay? They hear the word and they accept it. God, you want me to grow. And then what happens? They bear fruit. You can look at your Bible. I didn't put it on the, on the screen. I didn't put it in your notes. But it's verse 20 of Mark 4. They hear the word. They accept it. And because of that, they bear fruit. But now, I told you to explain, explain this. Some 30-fold, some 60-fold, and some 100-fold. It's good ground. Can I tell you something? Every one of them are good ground. Because God created them. The issue is our receiving. Will we receive it? There's the wayside. Ah, I don't know. May not be for me. Well, I see it. Yeah, I'm not sure. I still got other stuff I want to do. There's the stony ground. Oh, yeah. I, God, I love you. But, you know, it's just, I just, you know, you, you, you know, That's the thorns. There's too much of that old you still alive. Am I making sense? And the good ground. The seed's always good. The seed is the word. It's always good. But we have to accept it. 
if we want to flourish, if we want to bear fruit, if we want to prosper, if we want to have the harvest. Okay? You understand what I'm saying? Why 30? Why 60? Why 100? This is the one on the good ground. Why the three different levels? Not a trick question. Simply because persecution remains. The Bible says these words, the sun shines on the just and the unjust. The rain falls on the just and the unjust. Okay? Remember the story? We love the passage that talks about the man who built his house on a rock, right? How many here have their house built on the rock? Okay? And the Bible talks about the other man that had his house built on the sand. Okay? My house used to be built on the sand before I met Christ. Now Christ is the rock of my salvation, whom my house is built on. But look at the passage. You can go to Book of Mark, or Book of Matthew, actually Book of Matthew and Mark, and read it. What happens to the house built on the rock and the house built on the sand? They were both pummeled by a storm. The storm rose. The waves crashed. Everything came against them. And the house on the sand crumbled. The house on the rock Stood. You think I might have lost a couple of shingles? You think I might have lost a little bit of us beat on that foundation a little bit? You think I might have blew a window in or something? It may have, but the house didn't crumble. And that's the picture of your life and mine. When we are founded on Christ, let the storms come. Let hell rise up. The gates of hell, the Bible says, will not prevail against those that are built on the rock of Jesus Christ. But you will deal with the persecution. I will, the struggles, the difficulties. That's why some of us, we're standing strong. But we're only winding up at 30%. We're standing, and we're winding up at 60%. Some of us, you know, wind up with 100%. My wife and I have gone through times that we're just prospering. Just glory, 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 hallelujah. Since I laid my burdens. Okay, you got to be older to know that song. Okay. How many know it? Glory, glory, hallelujah. Okay. My wife said, don't hurt myself. See, I'm getting those past Philmon hips. Okay, maybe not. Okay. You heard white, white dog can't jump, white man can't jump. I can't do anything. Anyway, so we go through times that we're just prospering. We go through other times. We, we got rough. It's rough. But you know the word of God says in the book of Psalms? I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor my seed begging bread. Amen. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor my seed begging bread. Folks, let me end today as the worship team comes. We only made it to part one. Are you okay? Amen. You calorics out there are going to be bothered by this. You type A's, oh man, he couldn't get, no. Like I said, guys, gals, God wants us in 2016 to be completely different. But I want to start or end with where I'll begin. The harvest begins with the seed. The harvest begins with the seed. What is the seed? God's word. God's word has to be sowed in our lives. You can't just read your Bible. Yes, you, you, you should. You must read your Bible. 
I, I, I listened to a pastor back in Tyler, Texas, where I pastored my first church. He stood up. He was in a big uh, denominational church. I'm not going to tell you which, which one it was. It doesn't make a difference. He's in this great big church, and he stands up, and he tells the people, you don't need to bring your Bibles to church because you can't understand them anyway. It's for me to tell you what they're saying. Ooh, I didn't listen to him anymore. Folks, you got to bring your Bible. You've got to read your Bible. You know how you know if I'm preaching the truth? Because you look in your Bible. Never take my word for it. Say that with me. Never. Oh, yes, you trust me. You love me. But folks, look in God's word. See if what I'm preaching is true. Are you okay? The harvest begins with the seed with the word of God and it has to be sown in our lives that we can grow that we can develop you mean to tell me preacher that I have to go to church to grow that's exactly what I'm telling you it may not be this church it may be another church as long as it's Christian church there's lots of good churches in town but you have to go to church well, you can't prove that to me. Okay, I'll tell you what it says in the Bible. Do not forsake assembling together. Assembling together. Some people already had, even in the book of John, even the book of Hebrews where that passage is. They've already stopped assembling because they thought, I don't need other people. Just me and Jesus, that's all we need. And I need a whole lot of you too. Especially as you see the day of his return approaching. The harvest begins with the seed. And when Jesus spoke to the people, the very first thing he did is went where they understood. He started talking about the harvest. He started talking about the seed. Today, let me ask you. Is Jesus your rock? Not Pastor Tim. Not Victoria's life. Because you see, if I'm trusting something else, if I'm trusting the pastor, can I tell you something? It isn't going to get long before I step on your toes and you're not going to like me anymore. I probably should have got one amen out of that. Why? Because I'm going to preach God's word. I am not going to change and secondarily, because I'm a man. I'm flesh and blood. I can say things that aren't politically correct. Are you okay with that? I'm one of the least politically correct pastors in Flagstaff, I'm sure. But that's okay. Because the Bible's pretty unpolitically correct. Is he the rock of your salvation because the storms are going to beat on you they're going to come in at the most unexpected time they're going to happen outside the church they're going to happen inside the church I'm doing it Hensley I'm preaching the word is he your rock the storms are going to happen they're going to blow 
They're going to try to take you down. That's what the enemy, the thief in John 10 says, comes to steal, kill, to destroy. He wants to steal your victory. Come on now, come on, come on. And try to try to rip off your hope that he can destroy your life in Christ. That's what he's going to try to do. But Jesus said, don't worry. I've come that you might have life and that more abundant. Am I making sense today? Pastor Tim Masters with this week's message on the Destined to Win podcast. Destined to Win is made possible with the prayerful and financial support of those destined to win. To donate online, visit vlccaz.org. That's vlccaz.org. Destined to Win is a production of Victorious Life Christian Center with services Sunday mornings at 10 at the Flagstaff Middle School Complex. I'm Joe Harding. For Pastor Tim Masters and the congregation at Victorious Life Christian Centers, you're invited to join us here next week for another edition of the Destined to Win podcast.
Pastor Tim Masters with this week's message on the Destined to Win podcast. Destined to Win is made possible with the prayerful and financial support of those destined to win. To donate online, visit vlccaz.org. That's vlccaz.org. Destined to Win is a production of Victorious Life Christian Center with services Sunday mornings at 10 at the Flagstaff Middle School Complex. I'm Joe Harding. For Pastor Tim Masters and the congregation at Victorious Life Christian Centers, you're invited to join us here next week for another edition of the Destined to Win podcast.